Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save big money at when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the Baseball Insiders Podcast with Mark Carmen and Robert Murray. The Baseball Insiders is live and here for you. Happy Wednesday afternoon. Robert Murray ready to go. Chat line is open. Lots of things going on, Bert. Good to see you, buddy. Yankees, White Sox, fallout. We've got the Cardinals pitching is falling apart. Texas fans hate Marcus Simeon. There's a dog barking at Bert's. Uh, you look very confused, and you're making me nervous. Yeah, I, as soon as we start the show, Carmen, dog starts to bark. So we're off to a good start already, but always good seeing you, pal. Yes, a- absolutely. So uh, the biggest uh, faux pas, if you will, uh, hubbub scandal in baseball of, of of the last call it I don't know five days was was a moment with the Yankees and the White Sox and Tim Anderson and Josh Donaldson. This has been talked about a ton, uh, but I do wonder, Bert, as we look forward here. Uh, Aaron Boone said that Donaldson was wrong. Aaron Judge said that Donaldson was wrong. Donaldson, of course, now is on the COVID list, so he's not playing. The Yankees lost a series to the White Sox uh, at home, which was rare. Then they dropped the game to the Orioles, and they 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 snuck by last night, winning in extras. Uh, you know, against a terrible Boston team. I do wonder, you know, how this is going to perhaps play out with the Yankees. You know, as as that you know that that clubhouse chemistry it matters, man. At least to me, it does. No, and it matters to me too, and. There is a reason why Josh Donaldson has been on so many teams throughout his career. He's an immensely talented player, um, but he's got that clubhouse character risk. And that's, he's basically, I don't want to say overstate his welcome with some teams, but um, it's been in a situation where he's needed to move on. And right now, this situation that he's got going with the Yankees, um, it's, uh, it's not great. And how the, how the Yankees end up handling this, along with Donaldson too, and how he, speaks about it after his suspension is over, if he is indeed suspended after the appeal, um, is going to be really important. And I would say it's not going to just be the Yankees watching, but all of baseball too. Yeah, and the way he's handling the the one game, one, one, that he's appealing shows zero remorse, doesn't care. Uh, You know, he could very easily have said, uh, I appreciate, you know, 
everything that's gone on around this. Uh, it's a regrettable situation. I don't uh, want to be in this spot ever again or put my team in this spot ever again. I, I accept my suspension and uh, have learned lessons from this. But that's not what he's doing. He's doing the exact opposite. So uh, disappointing. Uh, they're popping in the chat. Any rumors on the team that calls America's ballpark home, the Tampa Bay Rays? Wow. Um, and also, <laughs> I like in, in your tweet promoting the show today, you said that Red is Taylor Swift's best album. So uh, not not agreeing with you. Uh, little, little, little Tampa. This is your show out there in, in, in YouTube, Baseball Insider Land. Anything you want to know. Uh, is is on the table. You want to respond to the Rays? No, I'll first respond to his slander of Red. Um, like that is that's a very good album. I've actually been listening to that on a repeat for the, like the last week or so. Um, some very underrated tunes in that one. So um, I'm very curious what your favorite album would be um, if it's not Red. So if you could pop that in the comments. But speaking, or so going to the going to the Rays real quick. Um, if you look at their numbers, they rank in the top 10 in pitching ERA, whether it's bullpen or uh, starting rotation, but their offense ranks middle of the pack. But their bullpen ERA is a little bit deceiving because they've had some struggles in the ninth inning lately. Um, and I don't want to like, I don't want to say that I've heard any names specifically with them, um, but targeting a high leverage reliever might end up being something that they end up looking at. Um, so like, that's something I'm going to keep my eye on, but I could also see them trying to acquire a bigger bat too for the lineup. Um, I don't know. Um, I don't. I don't think these teams have really started to look quite yet. I think we're still a couple of weeks away from that. But um, yeah, I, those are two of the positions that I think the Rays are really going to target. And I mean, right now, if you're looking at it, like that division is not that overly strong. It's not as strong as most people believed. And they're 25 and 17 right now, and four and a half games behind the Yankees. So. They're in a position to strike, and I expect them to. Yeah, I, I, I get it, Tampa. No, no, there's no reason when you're this close with that many playoff teams available as well that uh, you know why not take a swing at, at getting to the next level there. And by the way, uh, I do expect just the opening start uh, stanza here. I do think add in the Yankees injuries, Araldis Chapman. Uh, I, I think that the level that the Yankees are playing at to start the season, it does not feel sustainable to me. So uh, there's definitely opportunity in that division. By the way, the Red Sox are playing a lot better baseball as well. We can get to that. Uh, all right. Uh, Sean B., you're, you're right, buddy. Right here, uh, we, I am a Northwestern fan. Grew up uh, close to Evanston, Illinois. It's It's been a tough uh Tough, tough career for me as a Cat fan, as anybody who follows Northwestern knows, but we've had some great moments. And uh, I, I, there's nothing like rooting for the underdog in life, Bert, because when you climb up and you make that first ever NCAA tournament, it's a sweet moment, buddy. And you know this as a Midwest guy. Oh, I absolutely do, Carmen. Also, so like speaking of underdogs, the Eagles, when they won the Super Bowl, they like they rode the underdog label um, big time. I'm an Eagles fan for people who don't know out there. Uh, go Birds. Um, and yeah, I love the underdog story. There we go. There we go. All right, let's move through some more of these. Uh, any rumors, I'm sorry, any truth to the reports that the Cubs, this is from Johnny, uh, could be calling up top pitching prospect Caleb Killian for Monday's double header. Uh, Killian was in the Chris Bryant trade, came over from the San Francisco Giants, has pitched very well at AAA. His stuff is impressive. Uh, 
that is, you know, hey, look, some Cub fans are getting itchy for seeing some of these prospects coming up. No, they most definitely have. And I can't say that I've heard him specifically. That's not saying that there's no truth to it. It's just something I have not dug up on. Uh, but I remember talking with you on previous shows, Carm, as Killian is somebody that's really stood out since that trade um, and could end up making – I know the Cubs didn't end up getting any of the Giants' real top prospects like Joey Bart or a player like that, but Killian and uh, their other prospect they acquired could end up being some like pretty decent assets for them going forward. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Pete Crow Armstrong keeps on moving up the prospect board list, and that was a great uh, snatch by Jed Hoyer. So stay patient over there, Johnny. The Cubs will be good in uh, I don't know 2026. Don't uh, don't 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 right. get antsy. It would be my advice. Yes. So I saw that comment pop in um, when like it first came up, and I texted somebody asking, and that is something that actually the Cubs are considering. So I just got a response. Oh, oh, really? So there we go. You got a response from somebody in the know that they're just now on your phone. Correct. Did that real time, Carm? Bert, that's 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 why they pay you the big money, buddy. I, I absolutely love that. Uh, Doctor Inc. wants to know about Joey Gallo's value. If he'll uh, get traded, does he get traded? What What do you think is the future there? I would not be surprised if he's dealt if he continues to struggle. Um, I know some teams are going to be monitoring that one, uh, where it can end up being. Uh, like a Sonny Gray situation where he's traded and needs, needs a change of scenery because I wonder how much playing in that big market has impacted Gallo. Uh, I heard John Heyman say on his podcast the other day um, that he talked to Gallo and like he knew going in that it was a big market in New York. I mean, obviously, uh, but it's a pretty ruthless market. So I wonder how much that has impacted him. And if he is traded, um, the team I'm going to keep an eye on is the Padres because the Padres and AJ Preller love Joey Gallo. Uh, they've pursued him in years past. Um, so I would expect them to at least poke around. Um, I mean, Preller pokes around on everybody, but I think Gallo would be somebody on their radar. You, you want to throw a theory out as to why he has struggled in New York outside of the big market? I think he's trying to, I don't know, play into the ballpark. That's not actually a strength. Does that, does that make sense at all? Uh, probably not. I might need you to elaborate on that one. I, I, don't, yeah, I think I, I think the big market thing is like a legit primary reason for it. I mean, people are saying that he's struggling because the way they're shifting him in New York. I I don't you know um, uh, that he that he that that his ability to adjust for whatever reason has been a huge problem. I I, I you know I think there's it can't whatever. Maybe some people are just not built to play. Uh, in New York, but I, I do, I do wonder if just because if he gets out of there, if you if you start to see the production that he had in the past, yeah, and it's possible. Uh, like New York and like those big markets, those are a different beast. And um, if he goes to San Diego, that might end up being like the way he gets back to his old form. And uh, he's proven he's a really good player. Carmen can hit dingers like not many people can. So, um, and you could end up getting him for. I don't want to say pennies on the dollar, but for less than what the Yankees gave up a year ago. So, yeah. Um, and I'm sure that'll appeal to a lot of these teams, but especially Preller. All right. Well, that leads us into William Holder's question, which is uh, Do the Padres have any interest in any of the center fielders that could be out there? They've looked at a bunch in the past. Uh, what are you hearing in the Padres and their outfield? Yeah. Um, that 
is, I think that's going to be a position that they end up looking at. Uh, they ended up looking at, as I mentioned on a previous show, Chad Pinder, um, but like nothing ended up coming of that. I do wonder if he could be more available just because he's going to be free agent at the end of the year um, and the Padres would end up like they like him. Um, so I wonder, but I haven't heard anything suggest that he'll be available. Um, but I'll, like, if we're going with Grisham, um, that trade specifically has been an absolute roller coaster ride because after the first year of that trade, Zach Davies looked really good. Uh, Grisham appeared to be the center fielder of the future. And while Luis Urias was struggling with the Brewers, um, and Eric Lauer looked like a fringe starter at best, and now Lauer is one of the most underrated arms in baseball. Urias looks like the guy at third for the Brewers while Grisham has struggled, and Davies um, got traded for you, Darvish. Um, so the Brewers looked like the clear winner in that trade um, as of right now when it looked like they weren't going to be. So I'm, I'm, I would expect the like as I've said before, the Padres are going to be on a lot of different guys just because that's what Preller does. But I have to imagine they're going to be looking for a center fielder upgrade. It's a good reminder from the Baseball Insiders: give things time. Specifically, I'm talking to you, Texas. I didn't like the Marcus Simeon uh, seven-year, one hundred and seventy-five million dollar contract that seemed excessive. But you are talking about a guy who was, you know in the top three in MVP votes in two of the last three years, you know, he's, you know, it's a good player. So a very good player. And he's been awful at the start of this year, but there are, there's a long line of dudes who get the big money, put extra pressure on themselves and don't play well at the start. So he's got six and three quarter seasons left here in Texas. So relax Rangers friends. You don't need to be killing them. And the other guy that kind of falls under that is Chris Bryant, but not really. I mean, Brian hasn't homered, but he was playing halfway decent baseball. But he's just, uh, you know, he's got a bad back, and now he's missing a bunch of time, comes back, plays a couple games, goes back on the injury list. That's not ideal either. But relax. If I'm a Rockies fan, you want him long-term, let him get healthy. No, for sure. And before I get into that, um, there is a comment um, from a woman named Janice Murray, who happens to be my mother, uh, who said, love the shirt. So thank you, Mom. Um, I thought I, it turns out my mom and dad are watching the show live. So I appreciate that. Oh, Janice Murray with the, I, I honestly, I thought that Janice was talking to me in my Northwestern gear, but apparently she's, uh, repping her own son, which makes a lot more sense. Okay. So she just shot me a text with a thumbs up emoji and said, makes your arms look huge. So thank you, mom. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hey, Mom, this is the content people crave, Carmen. No, hey, Behind listen, the mom, scenes of the Baseball Insiders. Mom is happy with your arms. That, that's great. Janice, you're welcome to come on the show and show your face at any point in time. I think everybody would enjoy that. Uh, we can probably work that out. Um, just, just let upper management at Fansided know. Uh, and, yeah. thank, and thank you for everything you've done raising Robert to be the fine individual that he is. I've never uh, met somebody in a short period of time who I feel like acts like we've known each other forever and he's just such a such a a, a a ray of sunshine in my life when i get a text from robert murray so thank you janice you did a great job there we go so the check is in the mail Carm. so thank nah, you no nah, no nah. no no need buddy all right uh but no bert you're the best let's let's get let's get anthony's question here about joe adele uh whether or not he'll be traded seems like the angels would be fine moving on from him 
uh, being there's no room in the lineup. Having long season, you'll end up needing guys, but what do you think? Yeah, so in the years past, Adele was not available. Like He was one of the Angels untouchables, and I do think – he would be more available um, this year than he was in years past, especially if it can net them a starting pitcher, uh, because like that's going to be a position that I think they really look at upgrading. Um, so it's it, it's been a very puzzling fall for Adele, just because it seemed like he was a can't miss prospect for them, especially in the like in the outfield. Like they they thought he was going to be in like the dude, um, and uh, if you have him alongside Mike Trout, uh, Anthony Rendon, and some others there. They thought that that offensive core was going to be like one of the best in baseball. So um, I would think they're going to end up looking, as I said, for starting pitchers. And if they can end up getting like a, a top of the rotation arm and include Adele in that, I I think that's something they might end up doing. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, I think our guy Jimmy Flynn might be drinking. He of the White Sox fandom saying, and by the way, I'll be going to a White Sox, Red Sox tonight. Bird will report back to you. I uh, got the scout seats tonight, which is a big, big time look. All you who can are you scouting, Carm? Well, I'm I'm scouting the 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 food and beverage, which is all you can eat, all you can drink. You're welcome to. Uh, actually, you're not welcome. I don't have an extra ticket for you, but uh, I'd love to see it a White Sox game down the line here. But any chance the White Sox end up selling Lucas Giolito seems like a guy that could get moved with extension talks going nowhere. Flynn is a uh, Jimmy. You're drinking early today, or you're trolling us? One of the two. The White Sox are not punting on this season, nor are they trading Lucas Giolito. But go ahead, Bert. Yeah, they're they're not going to be selling. I would be absolutely flabbergasted if they ended up doing that. Um, I, I don't see any scenario in which they sell. Um, and I actually think they're going to end up being one of the more bounce-back teams going forward. Um, I think, I mean, with well, one with that talent that they have, because they have a lot of talent. Uh, but I also think that the... Tim Anderson situation where the clubhouse really rallied behind him is going to end up feeling a uh, you know, mid-season surge for them. So yeah, that's going to be something I look for. But yeah, if they sell, that trade market is going to change completely. But I just do not see that happening in any way, shape, or form. Jimmy, reminder, you know how you win in the playoffs? Most times, it's with really good starting pitching. Michael Kopech looks incredible. Did you watch Sunday night taking a no-hitter uh, deep into the ball game? How about Lance Lynn coming back? I would be optimistic on how he's going to do it. But even if you're not, Lucas, all-day money man, Giolito, believe in Lucas. And, yeah, Dylan Cease got roped last night, and the, the Red Sox uh, were all over him. But he's had a phenomenal season, too. They got four, four starters that uh, – you can, I think, feel very comfortable relying on come playoff time. So White Sox fans, I think, need to uh, just settle in for what's going to be a very, very interesting season. Uh, let's go back to the Yankees here, Bert, and let's let's look at what the future holds for Aaron Judge, who is playing this out beautifully. Uh, you know, from a contract standpoint. Do you think he stays in New York? What type of dollars are we talking about here? Where do you think he possibly ends up? And what are you looking at on your phone? So I'm trying to make sure I have the contract offer correct uh, okay. for what they ended up offering him. It was um, so the Yankees offered Judge seven years, $213.5 million uh, before the season. And Brian Cashman actually went on the record about that. 
um, and I told the reporters this is exactly what we offered and wanted the public to see that they offered him a very fair deal. Uh, and Judge, he took a risk turning that down because like that's high-end money for an outfielder and would have made him one of the highest-paid outfielders in baseball. But he wanted Mike Trout money, and he bet on himself. And so far, he looks extremely smart for doing that, and he's, by all accounts, the favorite to win the American League MVP. Um, and I also wonder if the Yankees are going to come to regret putting that contract offer like, and making it public um, like they did. I think that's could end up being something that Brian Cashman comes to regret in the future. Um, just because like this is going to require quite a bit more to get this deal done. If it continues at this pace, especially if he wins the MVP. Uh, but as what his future holds, um, I, I'm not exactly sure. Um, like I'm 50-50 on where he's going to be at. And my gut tells me that he's going to stay with the Yankees. But my gut also tells me that there's going to be a team that, if he reaches free agency, is going to offer him an insane contract. Um, like You can look at the Mets, but I don't think the Mets are going to be in. I think there was a report, I think it was from John Heyman, who said that the Mets were not going to be in. Um, but you can also look at the San Francisco Giants. You can look at a lot of these other teams. And they could offer him a contract that he can't refuse and bring him out of New York. But if you ask me right now, my gut tells me that Aaron Judge stays in New York, but that could be subject to change. Interesting. Uh, I mean, it, it would be rare that the New York Yankees would let a guy the caliber of Aaron Judge walk out the building. So I, I would I would lean with you here that ultimately he's going to get paid. But I don't quite understand the strategy from Brian Cashman. Do you? Like what? What? What was the point of going on the record with that? Yeah, it was to show the public that this is what we offered. Judge, um, do not rip us for not getting this deal done because it was not us. They, um, um, <laughs> my so mom he, just texted me. So he's tr he's oh. trying to win public favor, which is, I, 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 if that's really what the reasoning was, I I don't love it. Like I just don't. It's, it's all about positioning yourself and you get like I, I don't blame him for doing it but I remember being I can't remember where well I think I may have been at the gym I promise I don't live at the gym Carm um but I remember reading my phone when he ended up going on the record with those terms and I was like huh like I mean I understood it but I also thought oh, this could come to backfire and it just very well might but by the way so I have another text from my mom all right mom up? So he, she said, you made my day. That was the first time I watched. Thanks, Mom. Um, <laughs> and she said, tell Carmen he needs to show the pipes, and I'll send him a comment. Too. Woo! Okay, uh -oh. Janice. Uh, you know, uh -oh. listen, the Northwestern Wildcats also, they're, they're, they're headed to Arizona for – you should go, Bert. It's the Tempe Super Regional. Cats uh, versus ASU <laughs> softball. Come on now. Tom, you want to come out here, Carmen? Uh, I do. I don't think it's going to happen, but uh, oh. come on, this Friday night, uh, 8 Eastern, whatever time that is for you. I think that's 5 for you there, Bert. And then they play Correct. on Saturday. Uh, I mean, come on. Let's go. Let's get it going here. Little cat cat softball. They they sold they sold out uh, whatever wherever the stadium's name is that they play. I think it's J or something. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, let me go to... 
couple things that are happening uh, on the field. Specifically, uh, I guess we can start with the Cardinals and their pitching woes. They have tried to get creative here, Bert. You know, let's put Jordan Hicks in the rotation. That is not working out particularly well at all. Um, and they've got some, you know, halfway okay options. But I, I, I don't know. Hicks, for the record, um, he, he hasn't made it past the fifth um, in any of his seven starts. He's walked 18 and 24 and two-thirds innings. Um, and the Cardinals as a whole, by the way, 43 games, slightly more than one-fourth of the season. The Cardinals have had 24 starts of five innings or fewer. So 24 out of 43, if you if you did the math on that one-fourth of the season, Bert, you know, you're 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 let's just call it half, let's call it half, it's over half of your starts are gonna be less than five innings. Tough to win that way, although it is modern baseball. It is modern baseball, but that is not a recipe to win at all. Um, and it's, I don't want, it's, a, it's almost a miracle that they're, they are where they are right now, considering their pitching woes. Um, and they're going to end up having to get pretty creative to fill these holes. Um, and it sounds like there's talk about moving Jordan Hicks out of the rotation. And they have a couple of uh, internal options that they consider uh, or, or that they can consider. Jake Woodford is one. Uh, and then Packy Naughton is the other. And both of them have made starts in their career. Um, Naughton was up here at the major league level for a little bit and made a couple starts. Uh, pitched pretty well. Both of them have ERAs in the two or in the two range. So, um, But that being said, they are in a position where they want to go for it this year. Um, and that would make me think that they are going to be in the market once again for a starting pitcher. It's not something they ended up acquiring at the or in the offseason besides Steven Matz. And I thought that was a mistake. Um, same with them not pursuing another impact reliever. They ended up signing Nick Wigren, um, and they signed a couple other guys that were not like some of the top names. Um, and they went bargain shopping there. And it came back to bite them in the, in the you-know-what. So, um I would fully expect the Cardinals to be in the market for both of those positions and their season could end up depending on what they do because those units are in pretty rough shape right now, especially the rotation. You want to speculate and throw a name out there that they might go after? I'll say this with the Cardinals, you can expect the unexpected because last year they were tied to a lot of these mid-rotation, maybe some of the upper rotation guys. They've been tied to Frankie Montas already. Um, but last year, they they went out after all those rumors and traded for J.A. Happ and Cardinals legend John Lester. Um, <laughs> I figured you'd appreciate that. I, thank you, um, bro. I did. You're very welcome. So they, I would not rule anything out with them, but um, I don't think it's going to be a high-end guy because the Cardinals, they've shown that they do not like parting with any of their top prospects. And that's exactly what Montas is going to require. So, um, yeah, I just – I wouldn't expect, like, a, a top-end guy there. Okay. Speaking of legends, we now have officially San Francisco Giants legend Jock Peterson, who was four for his last 46, but then hung out apparently with Barry Bonds, who gave Peterson some modes of wisdom – 
if, if you will. And he went out and it's three homers and eight RBIs and hit, gets a clutch hit in the ninth inning to tie up the ball game. Uh, he also had a three-run homer when they were down 11-8. to eight. I mean, unbelievable night of baseball that he'll never forget. So that was a wild one, little Mets and the Giants. Fun times. That was a blast last night, Carm. I was watching uh, the Golden State Warrior game, and then all of a sudden I, I flipped on the uh, the Giants and Mets, and I thought the Giants were going to win in the landslide. Then the Mets ended up doing what they do, um, and they came back, and like I thought they were going to win that game. And then Jock Peterson hits three homers, ties the game up for the for the Giants, and then Brandon Crawford ends up hitting uh, the game-winning hit. Um, but Peterson was a very underrated signing by the Giants. I thought that as soon as they ended up doing it, it was a late offseason move, signing for cheap on a one-year deal, and he has been nothing short of brilliant. Um, that's just another stroke of genius by Farhan Zaidi. Uh, I think he's that's your what guy. he's done with the Giants. What's that? That is your guy. Oh, if, I'll tell you, like every single person I talk to in baseball – um, is just blown away by what he does um, and how smart he is. And you talk to people with the Giants, and they're just – they love him, and for good reason. And, yeah, uh, just a very, very good executive, and Peterson is just the latest I, example. Of that. I mean, I thought he overpaid and took an unwise risk, and I still wonder how it will work out with Carlos Rodon. Uh, but, uh, you, know, yeah. you know, that – to 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 this point in time, although he did get wrecked by the uh, the Cardinals in his second to last start, just got blasted and and didn't make it out of the fourth. Uh, but for the most part, um, you know he's been incredible. Certainly had an incredible month of April, uh, coming down to earth a little bit here in May. But uh, which I do wonder if that shoulder thing is built to last. But uh, anyway, it, to to this point, yeah. it, it's a win. Um, no, oh, oh. yeah, go ahead. So, yeah, he's like his situation so far is most is, is looking good. And if he continues at this pace uh, and bounces back after that bad start in national TV, uh, I would expect Rodon to opt out of this contract because he has the opt out after his first year and try to go for the big bucks in free agency, which um, I think that was part of his reasoning for for signing a short term deal, especially in San Francisco, because they have a history under this management of getting the most out of their pitchers. And so far we've seen that with him. Um, and going back to Peterson, like, as I said, he's a free agent um, after this year, cause he signed up a one year deal. I wonder, this is just me speculating, nothing more, but Cody Bellinger is also a free agent at the end of the year. Ooh. He has a history of Farhan Zaidi. Could that possibly happen, Carm? Just me speculating. Don't want to make. I don't want to have any headlines of rumors. Robert Murray fan cited reports, but you think uh, that Bellinger's going to jump from the Dodgers to the Giants? I mean, he wouldn't be the first person to do it. I mean, Alex Wood did it. Uh, I mean, Peterson went from the Dodgers to what Cubs, Braves, and then Giants. Mm -hmm. um, and like, I mean, Zaidi, he's got a history with them, so he knows them. As I said, just speculating, but okay. Hey, I mean. What? Something I've thought about at least. No, listen. I, mean, I, I think about a lot of things, though. No, you, you, you are a, a depthful man and and a brilliant man and and a hero. Let's be honest. Um, I mean, it can't argue with that. So the hero part. So I, I, I like. I, <laughs> there you go. I like. I like where you're going. Uh, we've talked a lot about the Boston Red Sox and their struggles on the show. 
But the Red Sox uh, at current moment have won six in a row, seven of eight. Now, granted, four of those came against uh, Seattle Mariners team, who we're going to touch on coming up here too. The Mariners haven't exactly distinguished themselves this year. Um, but, you, you know, you got to win against the – Houston Astros in there, and, and you and you took two or three from Houston in that series, and you got to win against the White Sox last night, cracking Dylan Cease, and tonight, uh, you know, you're they'll they'll get a chance at uh, Lucas Giolito with Rich Hill on the mound, weather permitting. It's it's raining in Chicago a lot today, but uh, this the the we were wondering if the Red Sox would get back in it, and here they are, two games under five hundred. This might change some things as far as uh, the old trade deadline, right, Bert? No, it most definitely could. And, yeah, they're 20 and 22 right now, nine and a half games out in the division. I mean, a lot of ball, a lot of season left, uh, but right now the wild card would appear to be the most likely scenario. But let's say they continue to creep up um, in this playoff race, which, again, is early, but they're in the thick of things come the trade deadline. I have a very hard time seeing uh, Bloom trading some of these top guys that they have, like Bogarts, like Nathan Yovaldi. Um, some of their other pitching pieces too. And the, that would end up taking away some of the top names uh, on the trade market, which could end up resulting in an even stronger market for a guy like Frankie Montas, considering that Evaldi wouldn't be there. Um, so I'm, I'm just very curious what the Red Sox look like in let's say 20 to 25 games, because their success could end up having a, pretty big impact on what this trade market looks like and how active it might be. Yeah, no, I, I get it. Uh, I do want to rewind back, by the way, when we were talking about the giants and, and, and the Bay area, it did make me think just for a second about uh, uh, Texas and Steve Kerr making his uh, comments last night, which were incredibly powerful and beautiful and just, uh, um, I'm not going to go too deep into it or deep at all, but uh, just 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 prayers up that uh, we will be better. That something will happen. That somehow, some way, uh, the people who have the most influence around um, that this will actually resonate with with the people that are currently sitting uh, in power in the House, in the Senate, and something happens in this country because it's just an, an absolutely just utterly disgustingly painful. Um, that we continue to be in this spot. And uh, I do. And I also, I'll just say this, the, the more that the people see the parents and the children and the actual reality that, that this is versus just what, what I'm doing right now or what anyone's doing as far as like thoughts and prayers, I think that's can be incredibly powerful. So, but uh, I just wanted to bring it up here for five seconds on the baseball insiders uh, thinking about uh, uh, all of what's going on in the world. Okay. Back into baseball, and uh, yeah, I guess we can we can go over to Seattle, Bert. And I mean, the Mariners were a team that uh, was supposed to take a step this year. It, it has not happened so far. Um, so I think you're detecting a little bit of impatience, perhaps. Yeah, uh, but first, I want to say that was really well said. What you just said back there, Carm. Um, obviously, tough time for everybody. Yeah, like you, I'm sending all my good thoughts to everybody. Um, but if for the Mariners, um, what they've what they've done seemingly under Jerry Depoto has been constantly rebuilding, and they have been trying to win, trading some of their prospects, but then also 
trading those major league assets and then rebuilding their farm system. That's basically been a merry-go-round for how long he's been their head guy in the front office. And this year they, they went for it. Uh, they added some pretty key pieces traded for uh, Jesse Winker or Jesse Winker and Eugenio Suarez. Um, and so far we have not seen any fruit to that whatsoever. Um, and they're in another position where it looks like they're going to be sellers. And at what, what point do the Mariners actually start to win games rather than winning the offseason or w- winning the trade deadline? Um, because they need to have results um, and they need to have them soon. And they have not had those results. And um, I have not seen much public pressure on Jerry DePoto, but I think there should be. I think his job should not be safe, especially after all the moves they made this winter. That's interesting, Bert. You don't rarely you rarely put people on blast, but you just put the poto on blast. I like it, Bert. That's what we do. I mean, you know, sometimes you gotta like keep it one hundred, as as the kids say. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it's. I think it's time we, we talk about Jerry DePoto and his job status. Uh, well, I think that's a conversation uh, worth having. Okay. Are you out on a limb by yourself or you got some other uh, baseball people that are saying like, I don't know how the hell this guy's keeping his job, but somehow he's keeping his job. Let's talk about why the hell is this guy keeping his job? Some rival executives are talking about it just as like their opinions. Um, but I, I might be on a public Island um, at least as far as media. So um yeah, I'm, I'm on a deserted island right now. So oh. there we go. It, it's live your live your life boldly, Bert. I like it, uh, Depoto. Uh, hey, they were they were rumored all, all, with a bunch of guys in the off season that didn't actually end up happening either. So I don't know. Um, yeah, Seattle. There season. was actually a time karma. I thought they were going to end up getting Trevor Story and Chris Bryant. I actually thought that might happen. And then what happened? Um, well, then it didn't happen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then they ended up getting uh, Winker and Suarez. Um, so, I mean, that after that, they, it was immediately ruled out. Like, it was something that was not going to happen. But um, I'm going to actually change topics on you, Carm. Oh, okay. I'm actually bring it, bring it to the Chicago Cubs. Oh, okay. Sure. So, uh, we've talked about Wilson Contreras pretty extensively on this podcast. Um, and his potential availability. But I wonder, because they just placed Jan Gomes on the IL with a left oblique strain, and we have seen obliques keep players out for months. Does Jan Gomes's injury make it less likely that Contreras has moved? No, no, I don't think so. I, I, I The Cubs are not trying to win. They're trying to... I don't know what they're 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 rebuilding without saying they're rebuilding. There was some interesting stuff with their TV network this week in Chicago with a segment apparently that was uh, uh, you know they started talking about Jed Hoyer and rebuilding and uh, the producers cut the segment and now uh, the Marquee Sports Network is making that show live called the Reporters uh, to not censor the reporters, which is uh, a good thing to do. People should not be censored. Uh, it is the Cubs TV station, and I can understand why the Cubs wouldn't want to have negative conversation about their team. Um, but you also got to have some thick skin in this world. And, and uh, you know, also with the, with the whole Cubs for just one second, everyone says that, oh, you can't go back and do what they did 
and rebuild it like they did in 2012. You can't go all the way to the bottom like that. That was the best time you've ever been a Cubs fan. Ever. Yeah. So why was. why wouldn't you want to duplicate the exact damn same thing? There's there's no logical Cubs fan out there that wouldn't be like, I'll sign up for that again. I'll sign up for sucking for three years with an actual plan that will land me in the NLCS in 15, a World Series in 16, an NLCS in 17, a playoff appearance in, in 18. I mean, come on, man. That that was, you know, an absolute success story. So I, I don't know. I don't I don't get it. And the whole kind of oh, Cub fans won't stand for that. What do you mean Cub fans won't stand for that? Of course they'll stand for it. They'll go to Wrigley Field. They'll drink their beer. They'll hang out. They'll cheer wildly for a baseball team that has no chance for doing anything. That I'm seeing it all. I, I went to my first Cubs game last Friday, and none of this matters. They're not good. The crowd's on their feet. They're hanging out. It's Friday afternoon. They're having a good time. Exactly. So yeah. uh, I, I, the, to a long, 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 long answer to your thing, I don't, I don't think Jan Gomes uh, not being available matters. They'll, they'll sign some catcher somewhere who can come in and, and catch the staff, and that'll be it. If they trade yeah, the trails. And also, like one point I want to make too, because uh, I'm in total agreement with what you said. It's not like Jed Hoyer is an unknown when it comes to rebuilding a team. Like he was right alongside Theo Epstein yeah. and getting that going. So if it was if it was somebody that had is doing this for the first time, I would get being somewhat reserved. But Hoyer's got a history of doing it, so I would imagine like he's got the benefit of the doubt, in my opinion. Yeah, and look at the start that he's off to. He didn't have much leverage last year at the deadline. They made a good trade with the Mets. Apparently, they made a good trade with the Giants. Uh, the U Darvis trade that they're they're getting results from. So just relax. They're going to suck for a couple of years. No problem, Cub fans. They'll uh, if 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 it works. If it doesn't, well then, you know, going to going to the playoffs for any baseball team and losing in the first round or in the wild card game, that's not a successful season. That's it, it might be a successful season in that your fans were engaged and enjoyed going to games. If that's all you care about, great. But it doesn't feel good at the end of it. So, you know, win the damn thing is what you're trying to do. Um, yeah. I think we can end the show here, Bert, because uh, I believe there's a time constraint on this show today. Um, last one, though, Will Holder is running in here. Snell trade a possibility for to free up some money and add offense. What do you think of that? And then we'll get out of here. And thank you for all the I mean, comments today. At least, like, trading from their pitching surplus. Uh, I think Lamette would be the most likely one. Although, I mean, as Will knows, that's um, that'd be a situation where they're selling very low and they probably wouldn't get too much in return. Um I can't say I have heard Snell as a possible trade candidate, but that being said, I have not looked. Um, but I can give you an answer on that next week when I can ask around. So, all right, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Uh, we're back next Tuesday at two o'clock Central Time. Tuesdays and Thursdays normally for the show, but today we just we 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 moved it around because uh well i was out at chicago bears otas yesterday so i couldn't do the show yesterday and that's how it worked but uh terrible 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 diva huge we all we wear we we wear multiple hats here at fan-sided hey bert you're awesome 
Good to see right you, buddy. Back at you. Hey, ba- good to see you too, my friend. Always a pleasure. The Baseball Insiders really appreciates when you hit that subscribe button, and they, we appreciate it even more when you tell a friend about the Baseball Insiders and they hit that subscribe button, and all of a sudden the show just starts growing and growing and growing like a big mushroom cloud of baseball love. That's what we're doing yeah. here. Uh, all right. Have a great Memorial Day weekend, everybody. Enjoy it if you're going to a baseball park near you. Bert, don't get too, uh, don't do anything that I wouldn't do on a Memorial Day weekend down there in Arizona, buddy. Well, I know you're pretty wild, Carm. So uh, yeah, <laughs> let's get weird, I guess. Let's get, let's get weird. Famous, famous, famous line from Robert Murray uh, in his in his young life, which I'm very jealous of. All right, thanks, Michael Zach. Thank you for producing. You too, Sean Daly, and we will see you next time on the Baseball Insiders. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.